Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider træt af alle de der podcasts og forklarer meget nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lytte til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel. 
of the what, what area is this? The docks? Lightly? We're, we're down in the we're down in the docks. That down is, in the docks. That is docks. Oh, yeah, there, there's dock equipment in the, it looks like uh, the razor crest just fell it into does. something. That's what we're looking at. Oh, it does look like Trask. It looks like Trask and, oh, and some Moncal are about <laughs> to pull us out of the docks when we fall in. This is an exciting thing to record. It's real different. We just got a little zoom. It's gonna sound different mm-hmm. uh, than than uh, just audio wise than a standard episode, and it's always also gonna to feel different because we don't have elaborate notes. This no, is no. this is wild and free. We're just a couple hours after the big Lucasfilm panel, uh, and Ken got some food. I got yeah. some beer and some action figures. We fulfilled some basic celebratory needs, and now we're going to try our best to break down some of the big picture news from the Lucasfilm panel. Yeah. Uh, we got an order of stuff that we're going to talk through, Ken, mm-hmm. but we also had to talk through. Hey, can we talk about that one? Can we talk about that yeah. one? Um, so some things that we were shown were explicitly like, hey, please don't please don't uh, share this. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. other things are released publicly, like the Ahsoka trailer. Um, and, and like the Skeleton Crew, we saw a little teaser. But we think that was maybe supposed to keep that to ourselves. Yeah. I'm sure other people are talking about it. But uh, listeners know that w- we like to try to not spoil things or, or help the company release things when the company wants to, when yeah. Lucasfilm wants to. Yeah. Any other uh, ground rules you want to talk no, about? No, 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 no. I also want to highlight uh, just uh, thanks to anyone who stopped us already to say hi. But if you stopped us while we left the panel looking for food and trying to get out through a wall of people, uh, we may have had blank, almost concerned looks on our faces because it was it was an adventure just to get out of there today. Uh, they got to hopefully work on that. But, uh, yeah, we, we some folks took some time to say hello and i just i don't i was just more like do you know the way out yep. <laughs> do you know the way out <laughs> yep imagine 4500 mm. people trying to exit a convention center that is sort of constructed like uh, an intestine that's yeah. been stretched out <laughs> stretched out intestine <laughs> there was a yeah. uh, there was some constipation <laughs> in the line yeah, but that's not what we're here. Yeah, to that's talk not about. it. Let's let's <laughs> let's talk about Star Wars. Okay, so we're we're trying going to try to do this in sort of order of uh, of the most amount we can share the excitement. So let's start yeah. with the movies. Ken, that was the big question of this panel: Are they going to announce a film for Star Wars in the movie theaters? Are they going to announce more than one? Are they going to give us a title? And of course, what we got is this great moment where Kathleen Kennedy said, hey, George always told me Star Wars goes forwards and backwards. Yeah. So I'm going to bring out three directors in in movie theaters. We're going to have something that's happening in the past, the sort of present of Star yeah. Wars and the future. Mm. These mm. three directors, um, mm-hmm. James Mangold uh, directing a film uh, in the era of the dawn of the Jedi. Love it. That James Mangold described as a biblical epic, mm. talking about the discovery of the Force, the decision to use the Force. Uh, Dave Filoni is the the present director, mm-hmm. uh, clarifying that it is a cinema, an actual in the theaters movie movie mm. that seems to be uh, a culmination of the New Republic confronting the Imperial remnant, mm. and then finally. The New Jedi Order. Yes. Charmaine uh, Obeid Chinoy, the director who has been uh, discussed and, and rumored to be involved with a big project. A lot of people thought this was the only thing that was going to be announced. Uh, mm-hmm. If the video isn't online, if people haven't got to see, there is a great theatricality to it mm-hmm. of Charmaine uh, uh, explained that the story was going to be about 
a new Jedi school is started, but some people don't want that. Some people don't like that. There are going to be forces trying to stop that, and it's going to be up to a venerable Jedi master yeah. to fight the fight, help the students, lead the way. And uh, she was a great show person. She really That's was. What I mean. She's like, do you want to meet the Jedi master? And people did scream. I screamed a high pitch, a low pitch, every pitch I could find because I wanted it to be true. And damn, it was true. Yeah. Ray Skywalker walks out onto the stage. And yeah. I, I screamed. Yeah. No, I, 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 and I'll just say this. A lot of this stuff, particularly around the movie news stuff, there's so many rumors and so many stories. And we've been half covering or covering them. And, and we always talk about waiting until it's official. Um, some, some of the rumors were, were relatively co- correct, we'll say. But here's the issue I have with it. Um, I almost felt like, oh, yeah, was my reaction. Oh, okay, so that, that is true. And that's not the full joy I wanted to experience. So I had a great time and a great moment. But, you know, this is one of the reasons why I think I try to avoid some rumors until the company's ready to announce it or until it's, uh, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Just that feeling of, of oh, okay, so what that thing I kind of heard is true. Okay. It takes away my joy in the moment of going, oh, my God, this is happening. Did you hear rumors about you, well, yeah. I mean, there's been then general discussion of like Jay Z's been having lunch, lunch with Kathleen. Kind uh, of the rumors of three movies are going to be announced, all that kind of stuff. Um, and don't I don't want anyone to get me wrong. I'm super excited. It just I had a little bit of the oh okay versus oh my god. See, yeah, and I didn't, I did not take any yeah. of those rumors about Daisy Ridley having lunches confirmation that Ray Skywalker is back. Um, I think the. The whole discussion of Damon Lindelof, which I believe that reporting that he wrote a, a script yeah, uh, believe, with yeah. Justin Britt Gibson, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that they turned it in and it didn't work. That's that I believe all that. But there had been such a focus on the reporting being that Lindelof's going to kind of lead this team into the right. future. And almost a picture that that Charmino Bed Genoy mm-hmm. was kind of like a eh, director. Director. Yeah. But but it was Lindelof and team who were, you know, blazing into the future. So for me to see her walk out there and own it mm-hmm. and describe from her perspective, her previous work, her life yeah. experience, what she was going to bring to this project, that to me was different than the reporting. Yes. And absolutely thrilling. And I maybe you've also heard James Mangold rumors. Uh, that or not. That or not. Yeah. Mm-mm. So mm-hmm. and I, so there's a ton to talk about there. But I think part of what's thrilling to me about it, you can talk just a little bit of business, and then we can get back to the show. Yeah. Part of what to me was thrilling about it is um, with Mangold, this is a director that Lucasfilm has a relationship with. Yeah. Immediately after this was a bunch of Indiana Jones stuff. Oh, he, yeah. He's got a track record. He just delivered for them. Doesn't seem shaky. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dave Filoni. I don't think his relationship with Lucasfilm is shaky. Not strained. No. And this film is clearly going to be at least, if not the culmination, a culmination of storytelling he's already deeply involved with. Yeah. Stable, stable. Then you get to uh, Charmino Benjanoi, and, and perhaps the, you know, she's newer to working with Lucasfilm, having only done a couple episodes of Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Daisy Ridley in the character of Ray. Pretty solid. Pretty this isn't. We, we're not dealing. Who knows? Maybe a Taika movie will will happen. Uh-huh, maybe a Kevin uh-huh. Feige movie will still happen. Right. The other person whose name I can't remember who might still. Uh, uh, yeah, Sean Levy. Sean yeah, Levy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. all those feel like. Hey, you want to come play in the sandbox? This yeah. is Mangold, Filoni, Ray Skywalker. Yeah. From a business perspective, with the track record of stumbles that mm-hmm. Lucasfilm has had with yeah. announcements. These things feel solid to me. 
Yes, more than anything recently. And that, you know, uh, the Rogue Squadron video announcement was pretty solid, but it didn't work out. <laughs> things true. don't work out. Uh, you know, if something were to happen here, I, I totally would get the business sense of it. But to your point, yeah, I think this was uh, even even Kathleen seemed that with a wink of a nod and a nod kind of said, oh, yeah, I, I hear some of you might want to know what we're doing on the film side. Uh, yes, that we all had that question. I think it's a great question to ask. I, there was a confidence in this presentation, even though there wasn't a lot of details. Yeah. Didn't need to be. No. There was a confidence. No release dates. No, no confirmation of 2025. Uh, obviously, that release date still, I think, holds true. But, yeah, just a confidence into, hey, here's where we're going in the future. It, and in the past, technically. It, and for me, like, we've been talking for years about that Civil War announcement event mm-hmm, <laughs> of mm-hmm. the film Civil War uh, <laughs> that Marvel did at El Capitan. Yes. And that was just like, get excited, it's coming. I can't remember how many details or whatever. Right. It was just like, we know where we're headed and you should be excited. Yeah. And for me, I finally got what I wanted. Not at, at IgerCon, not at a phone call, yes. not a random tweet on a Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. But Kathleen Kennedy saying, we know what we're doing. We're looking way back in the past. We're looking into the future farther on the timeline we've ever been. Mm-hmm. We're The Mandoverse is going six seasons in a movie, maybe, you know? <laughs> It was a picture truly, of what we want to truly. do and why, and it was about the spirit of it, not mm-hmm. promising a name, yes. release dates, writers. Mm-hmm. It wasn't any of those crunchy details. It was the heart of the ideas. Yeah, no, I think that's what I'm really excited. All these three announcements make sense, if that makes sense, in terms of what they're going to be covering. Mangold's film, 25,000 Years in the Past, Don the Jedi, even have Jedi Prime on the logo yeah. for, the, for the new timeline. Uh, all that kind of makes sense, and and and. You know, go, the fact that they do a, a, a movie in the past, a movie now, and a movie, movie in the future might not seem like a big surprise. But I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, this isn't uh, some vague. I, I like to me, Rogue Squadron was vague. Yeah, when's it set? How's it All moving right. the big picture story who they, forward? Who are they fighting? Is, is, is it truly Top Gun in space? And that's not a bad thing. But no, you know, we can still get a version of that. Um, but this just makes a lot of sense. By sitting there, if I'm sitting there as a fan wondering what happens after Rise of Skywalker, how did the Force? Come about. Who were the first Jedi? The fact that they're like, yeah, we're we're wondering too, and we're confident in the answers we're going to give you. I like that. And you know what you made me think is without overplaying it, Mm -hmm. I think what they communicated is the Disney Plus shows can can tell bigger stories or they can tell smaller stories. For the movies, they gotta be big. Yes, and the creation of the Jedi Order is pretty big. Yes, the New Republic. Facing down in, in a massive Imperial remnant and thinking the battle is won, mm-hmm. which ties directly to the sequels mm-hmm. and is, you know, connected to the Mandoverse. Yeah. Big. Uh, a new Jedi Order on screen 15 yeah. years after Rise of Skywalker, Jedi Master Ray Skywalker mm-hmm. and forces don't want the Jedi to exist. Those things are big. Big. And, and I think that's the difference between like, you know, back in the day with the with um, the announcement of the anthology films or the Star Wars story films, mm. there was this kind of like, oh, we can tell little side stories. And Disney Plus became a vehicle for uh, stories that are big and important and, and we love, but maybe in the scale of the galaxy feel a little bit smaller. Yeah. And all three of these projects are like, these are big effing moments yes. for the galaxy. I'm glad you brought that up. And, and this is one of those, uh, I don't want it to come across as too negative. Uh, this was such a wonderful experience and a lot of people didn't get to go into those panels, uh, into the panel today. Um, it was run, it ran late. 
right? Yep. And so we knew it was it was on paper for 90 minutes. Checking my watch, not because I was bored, but curious. We had six minutes left in the panel, and we were just getting to uh, the final Ahsoka. Ahsoka. And I thought, and I was even making faces with you, and, and we were sitting next to Alex and Molly Damon. I'm like, I mouthed to, to Molly. I said, no movies. No movies. They're not going to do this. And it went into big overtime. And I had this thought. And this is a confession. I loved everything. Can't wait to talk about the, sh- the, the TV show stuff. I've been loving the Disney Plus world. I love sitting down watching. watching. I want a movie on Disney Plus. Give me a smaller story. I had this thought. 2017 Orlando. Last Jedi trailer. Huge. Rise of Skywalker. Chicago. Huge, huge, huge. Anaheim lacked that. Anaheim mm-hmm. 2022 had some wonderful stuff, but it lacked that big oof. And, and this this confident announcement of these three movies did feel big, even without any details. That is, a, a, I think Star Wars belongs on every medium it can get to right now. Yeah. But we know it does need to hit the big screen again. And and to finally get it, it that was very fulfilling. So anything I had about, ah, oh, maybe I'd kind of heard the story before and it's not as surprising as I want it to be. I, I had this thought of, ah, oh, man, Orlando sitting there waiting to get the information on episode eight was was big game feel. Like mm-hmm. to, to, to borrow a sports term, and so was you know, roll it again. Was a big game film. We oh, didn't yeah. we didn't get all that. We don't have a trailer. We won't have that yet. But they had Neil Scanlon come out. They had all the the creatures behind it, so it looked bigger. It looked, and that's not a slide on anything on the Disney Plus TV slide. No. We is t- TV slide. We got some great stuff today. I, I think you're right. That was exciting, and knowing that, yeah, there's no more doubts. We are going to have something, and this is what we're going to have. I'm excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. In in terms of the presentation of the panel itself, yeah, it was funny because we're getting great stuff. Yeah. We're getting to see lots of uh, teasers and footage and lots of answers Wonderful. coming together uh, for various things, some of which we can talk about and some of which we can't. Yeah. It, things coming together in a great way. Yeah. Uh, but then for me, the, the, it was it was running long. It was wrapping up. They, you know, had some great Ahsoka stuff. So I felt like, oh, that's, okay, that's, yeah. that's some fireworks. <laughs> yeah. And then they had Neil Scanlon's uh, Creatures. Which were amazing. Yeah. But it almost felt like, are you going to try to button this <laughs> with Grumgar? Are you going to try to like pull a, pull a Grumgar and go like, hey, you saw Grumgar in person. That's good, right? Uh, I really did feel like, oh my, oh no. So it almost felt like a good sleight of hand of like, did you think Grumgar was the end? Because yeah. actually, here are three movies. There, it, it, it worked really well for me. There was a moment I thought, oh, this is how they're going to end it. And I, I was going to have to be honest on a microphone and be like, that was a bad ending, even though I loved everything about it. And there was an awkward moment where the host, they wrap it up, and Neil Scanlon's still standing there. And they, Kathleen Kennedy kind of had to say, go. You, you, you go. Neil. Don't stand here while I go. introduce three films. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. But then I thought, that can't, they can't end. It's like when a comic has a, the final bit, and you know it doesn't work, and you're like... All right, what else can I leave you on? What else can I but leave again, you on? There was a, yeah, Constable Zuvio was up there, and yes. there was a, a camera close-up of Constable Zuvio. I was like, are we going out of this Is that Constable Zuvio? But we are not. <laughs> Let's dive into the movies just a little bit more. I yeah. want to start with, the I think, the one that's probably making the most noise, and certainly the one that I am most excited about is... Uh, the new Jedi Order yeah. with Ray Skywalker. Um, mm-hmm. uh, some of this, there's, there's so much to discuss. There's yeah. there's Daisy Ridley returning in the character of Ray Skywalker returning mm-hmm. sooner than I think maybe some of us yeah. uh, thought, but certainly yeah. a lot of us hoped. I know that there are so many fans out there mm-hmm. who um, that image at the end of Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. of Ray with her lightsaber built out of her staff and her life experience, but connected to everything she learned from the Skywalkers mm. and from Han mm. Solo and from Ben Solo igniting her blade, fully formed and ready to begin her adventures. 
Yeah. And all of us going like, yeah, yeah, can, yeah. Can, we, can we follow the Jedi with the beautiful golden lightsaber? Can we? Can we? Can we? So there's the thrill of just that. Yeah. Then there's the thrill of a new Jedi Order on screen fully. Mm-hmm. Like we know that Luke's has kind of some beginnings. We've seen a little bit of a functioning Jedi Order in one four issue comic book one right. run, Rise right. of Kylo right. Ren. Uh, mm-hmm. But obviously the new Jedi Order is huge for expanded universe legends fans. Yes. Getting to spend all that time. So to see Ray is one thing. To see a new Jedi Order is another thing. But then to hear the director talk about her experiences and why she wants to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just get, I'll say this quick and then I want to give you back yeah. to Talking Hammer. Uh, we've talked to, when her name first floated in rumors, you know, I just, I, I wasn't familiar. I Googled her and discovered, oh, she has uh, an accomplished Academy Award winning documentary filmmaker mm. who has detailed the struggles of women in various cultures for their uh, full rights and power. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then also she's directed a couple of episodes of Mrs. Marvel, which is important, but I kind of couldn't, yeah. once I looked that up, is like, that's what we should be saying. Yeah. Academy award-winning director with this clear real life experience of the power and the value of women mm-hmm. and fighting for it. Yeah. And it's great that, that, that she has some experience with Lucasfilm and Ms. Marvel, but I just, like, I could see the headline coming, like, person who's only directed two episodes, like, no, Academy Award winning Academy Award <laughs> documentary filmmaker with lived experience. So for her to stand there and go, yeah. I think, I think Star Wars is, is about the mm-hmm. oppression and mm-hmm. that somebody's always going to come along to tell you, you can't have that. You can't do that. You can't be that. And right. somebody feels that way about the Jedi. They shouldn't exist again. Yeah. There shouldn't be a new mm-hmm. Jedi order. Mm. So mm. I am going to direct this film where a venerable Jedi master, yeah. Ray Skywalker, helps her students stand up and say, no, that has layers and layers of power to it in Star Wars and in the real world. Yeah, because when you're looking to go past Episode Nine and, and, and the normal kind of questions pop up, all right, cool, we're going to start Jedi Order. That makes sense. Race back. Amazing. Uh, you know, who are the villains going to be? Are they going to have red blades? Are they going to Are they going to be the third version of the Empire? Those kind of <laughs> and those are fair questions asked, and maybe some version of that emerges. But I think for it to really work, you have to find what it's about, find those themes. And I thought in a short amount of time, she did explain what she was looking into. Yeah. Uh, and I think you're right to talk about some of the, the things she's done in the past. They will apply. And by the way, making a actually pretty good independent movie, one okay dinosaur film, then get a Star Wars film, that, that wasn't questioned as much in the past. Mm-hmm. Turns out might have might have been good reason to question it. <laughs> um, so I've already seen some some tweets of, of who, what, when, and where to get her there. You know, uh, uh, she she's earned it. Uh, I, I don't know many Academy Award winners. So yeah. um, happy to have her on board. And she seems to understand what how the story she wants to tell. Yeah, and I'm sure if Ray is having uh, Ray Daisy, <laughs> Ray herself is having lunch at Lucasfilm. the The idea of her coming back to to Ray, uh, you there's got to be that reason, right? Yep. And I I'm with you. I'm shocked, not in the sense of I th- felt that she was going to walk away. She said the right things at around Rise of Skywalker. I've done that. I don't want to go back to it. But that was spun immediately into Daisy Ridley slam Star Wars. 
No, no. If you read her comments there, it was like, I've done all I can to, for this character right now. Her journey is complete. Her journey is complete. So give me a new journey, yeah. and then we can talk, which yeah. is clearly what's happening. It isn't five minutes after yes. Rise of Skywalker. It's 15 years. 15 years. Creating plenty of room for stories for what did Rey go through. Yes. But her Jedi Order is up and working and thriving. And yeah. we'll see if something changes along the way. Maybe this is a nuance that won't be as important as it sounds to me right now. Okay. But the fact that the film was described as the Jedi Order, this new Jedi Order is emerging, and there are forces that don't yes. want that. That is, I mean, mm-hmm. in some ways that is different because yes. a, a lot of stories are in, in Legends Expanded Universe, right? Like, what external threat do the Jedi have to defend the Def- galaxy from, right? Yep. Um, the, the prequels are about the Jedi Order being taken down, you know, uh, by Palpatine not wanting the, the ancient order to fall. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like Palpatine destroying an ancient, ancient tree, right? Mm. The idea mm. that somebody comes along and is like, it's not that I'm necessarily even trying to invade the galaxy or whatever, it's just... You're starting something new and good that will stand up for change, Mm -hmm. that -hmm. will stand up for the little people, and I'm not okay with that. So it's not that you're defending the rest of the galaxy. Someone is coming to crush you because the guardians of peace and justice shouldn't exist. Yeah, That's a different perspective that's really interesting to me. Yeah, we're, we're so far out. From knowing any details, we might not be that far off from the movie, but it, it, it seems it could be. Um, I I'm so intrigued by what you're saying because immediately it goes to uh, political powers, uh, mm-hmm. money powers. Who's in the galaxy right now, following the fall of of uh, the final order? Who is looking around to profit off what's going on and exactly what you're talking about, leading to this group has returned. I like the idea. Again, we don't know all the deals. I like what you suggested that this ha- the order has returned. She's doing this, and she's in the process of building it out more, perhaps, but that it, the, their mere presence is a problem to some other people trying to get more power is way more interesting to me than immediately pitching as the galaxy's good, and we got another threat coming from the outside, which has worked for going into Episode 7, which has worked for the First Order for me. And has worked. It might be working in the Mandoverse. I'm fine with that. It's, it's intriguing and slightly different than what I would expect. Yep. Absolutely. And, yes. and you know, a, a lot more to still figure out. Um, it was funny to me that when I finally did check Twitter, one of the first trending things I saw is like, because I was asking, like, out of all this panel, I wonder what's what's trending. And I know we all get slightly different trending things yeah, these yeah. days. But yeah. the number thing that, that was trending was John Boyega. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, look, I love Finn. I would love it if this is a, a Ray and Finn vehicle. Yeah. Maybe maybe the first scene will be, yeah. where's Finn? yeah. Yep. I've got nothing but patience. I don't yes. on that. I don't, I don't. We don't know when this movie is coming out. Yeah. Um, we don't know the story of Finn. We don't know exactly everything that Ray went through. Yeah. You know, maybe she'll be grizzled with a scar because yeah. she's been through a lot. We don't know. So I got patience for where the Finn answer is. I love Finn. Yep. I want him to be centered. I want him to have stories told, but I want to just enjoy the return of Ray Skywalker, Jedi Master. And mm. and worry about Finn uh, when the time is right. But right now, I just want to stay in that place of excitement. I, I think that's a great way to look at it. Of course, you're going to have the Finn questions. I think a lot, look, a lot honestly relates to uh, John Boyega. If he's ready to come back. Yeah. If he's interested. And if there's a story that works, if Daisy gets on the old text machine and says, hey, yeah. sends him a WhatsApp <laughs> and says what's going on. 
Uh, it could work, and I, but I, I like the idea of patience, including you know Oscar Isaac and Poe. Yeah, of course, fair question to ask. The big question is is commission is is uh, Space Chancellor Larma Dacey going to be? In? That, that's what I think. Um, there's a lot of those questions, but um, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of joy right now for this moment. Yeah, beyond words, the thing that I'm most excited for, and, and I, I really uh, didn't think it was going to happen yeah. this soon. So thrilled by that. Let's yeah. talk about the other films. Um, James Mangold's. Uh, he like he said that he'd been thinking about a, a pitching a Star Wars movie, basically, and that he was really interested in the idea of well, what would it be like before people were actively using the Force, and it's mm. more they're discovering it and deciding to use it. And he said this whole story snapped into place in his head. And he also said something I think that's really mm. important to a lot of Star Wars fans is he asked himself, "What genre is this?" We talk yeah. about that so often. So many Star Wars fans do that. That Star Wars is this genre stew, yeah. and that you can take one genre and just really kind of push it through the mm-hmm. Star Wars mold, and it becomes this sort of beautiful thing that's a western or a romance, but through Star Wars eyes. Yeah. And he said that the answer for him was like a kind of old school Ten Commandments yeah. biblical epic. Yeah. How did you take that, and are you excited for it? I actually really am a, a, a different kind of sword and sandal Star Wars. <laughs> uh, I I really am intrigued by him being involved. Of course, he was rumored the Boba Fett movie at one oh, point yeah. was his rumor, and he's one of those chaps that gets on Twitter and has no problem smacking down rumors or, or naysayers or trolls. He and James Gunn kind of have the same vibe sometimes. Mangold's a little bit more aggressive at times, and then he here he is, you know, works in the system. Uh, uh, Indy 5, we'll talk about that if we want to at the end. I think we saw a lot of Indy 5 stuff we maybe can't say. So the trailer's public. Looks great. I think it looks wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so for him to be like, yeah, this system's working for me. And, and I'm clicked in on this idea that has has been around. There was strong rumors that this was what Benioff and Weiss were going to do. The, mm-hmm. the creation of the Jedi Order kind of stuff. I'm not saying that as fact. I'm just saying that that was the rumor of the time, particularly at one Comic-Con. Um so I, but I, I, there's something about him exploring it. Uh, I'm a big fan of Logan. Um, I think that works for me. Yeah. And it's so vague. Uh, I'll tell you the logo of that era, which is not the logo of the movie. They put up this timeline of eras based on Kathleen Kennedy saying George said this goes backwards and forwards. And it's, it's Jedi Prime from, from Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that's the character, I don't know. But it just made me, they're, they're aware of it in a way. Of course they are. They, we, they don't just watch Star Wars, they build it. But that brought me some comfort, too, that we're really going to get to that because that's a big question. And it's if, a big question. If that is, if it, Octo, Octo is, is supposed to be the beginning of the Jedi Order, right? Uh, yeah. The, the kind of emergy yeah. story, that storytelling that they thought it might have been Asus. But actually, mm-hmm. it was this even older place, Octo. Yeah. This could also be the origin of the caretakers, the Lene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine... I'm not. This is so funny. I'm not super familiar with Mangold, other than some of his work and his Twitter presence. I've never really seen an interview with him. I'll be honest. I thought he was older, and he's <laughs> he's, he's older than you or I. But he had a he had, he had a real different energy that I've I've just not spent a lot of time watching James Mangold. I almost would have. I've got. I I, I want to know right now. You know, if they're like, cool. You want to you want to go to this time period? Here's some things we already know. Yeah. And he's like, great, fish people, let's do it. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But the the, the uh, genre um, excitement yeah. was cool. The idea of the, this is a genre. It's also like all three of them. I mean, Filoni's Filoni, and he's he's practiced <laughs> at being sort of like, aw, shucks, and I'm having fun yeah. being kind of secretive and, and winking and nodding. So that's his energy. 
but both Mangold and uh, and Shermino Bedjnoy had great like. This is our passion project. This is not yes. a movie we've been assigned to yes. or yes. signed up for. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was powerful because I think it was also Kathleen Kennedy saying, like, look, we've partnered with these storytellers mm-hmm. who are excited about the story they're telling. Yes. The thing with Mangold that I'm really uh, excited to see is um, I, I trust him as a storyteller and I trust his vision. There's something about Star Wars that has that that love of the ancient, right? Yes. That is this going to mm. feel like, um, how are they going to get around feeling like that's the beginning of sort of star Wars? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of feeling like there's more ancient even after this, because the galaxy is that ancient. Yeah. You know, and to me, I think it's maybe about like, how much do you build the culture? How much do you build the conflict? Mm-hmm. Are you dealing with societies who are kind of aware that, yeah, there's something else out there that connect us all. But the, but what happens for somebody to go, yep, we're calling it the force. Yes. And I'm bringing together other people who feel what? it, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. But just like the the I know some people worry about sort of originitis for less than lack of a better word. Sure. Of. Yeah. Of don't tell me all the answers or. Yes. um I think I'm coming from our perspective is always as original trilogy generation. Like that was one of the 8,000 things that people had against the prequels of like, yes, why would I want to know where Darth Vader came from? He's, he's awesome. He had a bad day one day and he turned out like this. (laughs) Why why, why do I need to know where he came from? Right. Yeah. I would assume that some of that has softened, but I think that's going to be a really interesting conversation in the community of are people really excited to see the beginning of the Jedi or is it like going to have a little bit of like, we're we're concerned to see is too much of the map going to be filled in yeah no that's that's fair we're going so far back um yeah no i i i think even i it's like are we going to see the jedi decide what robes to wear or all that kind of stuff maybe later on but yeah there's something appealing to me about this thing this power is discovered felt contextualized and what do you do with that power is such a wonderful yeah. way to approach it. It's so Star Warsy that yeah, I trust I trust someone like him again. Not super 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 familiar with his work, but I, I'm just such a big fan of what he did with with uh, Logan, uh, with, with Wolverine in there, and, and uh, Patrick Stewart's involvement, mm-hmm. all this stuff. That yeah, to get into the core of hot damn, we got this thing. It might change the universe. It might change the galaxy. What do we do with that? And let's establish that and, and who's drawn to it. Who wants to set ground rules? Who doesn't want to set ground rules? Who wants to make be evil? Who wants to do this? <laughs> Cain versus Abel right from the beginning, right? Uh, this this might be that kind of stuff that the, the, the biblical ep- epic he talked about. It's perfect for Star Wars. Uh, and not Old Republic either. Not that I'm saying they the, don't they, worry. Old Republic is still up on that chart. Yeah, it was on the timeline. It was, it's on the timeline. Um, so we'll get there one day, I think. But to, to go beyond that. Yeah, mm. it's really interesting to think about it as I obviously the force uh, in people who believe in it and use it can address it like a religion. Tarkin calls it a religion, a religion right? Yeah, in the yeah, first yeah. film. Mm-hmm. Um, so to not necessarily make uh, a bunch of one to one religious comparisons to the real yeah. world. Yeah. But it it's interesting. That he called it a religious epic. If there is, hey, it's probably a lower tech society, mm-hmm. but there's a society, you know. All yep. these years ago, and the idea of disrupting it by taking something that, like, 
There's some weirdos in the hills on various right, planets right, who right. tap into this thing and kind of know it, but we're going to give it a name. Yep. And we're going to create an order that says this is how it should be treated. This is how it should be wielded. What you should do. Yeah. I think that's when you call it Ten Commandments, the idea of, again, not any one-to-one religious comparison, but just the idea of literally like we <laughs> have we have meditated and, and we're coming down from the mountain with yeah. ideas. We get and, the tablets. Who's, who's upset by what's on the yeah. tablets or that there shouldn't be tablets. Yes. You know? Yes. That yes. stuff is really interesting to me in nah. terms of the ideas of it. Yeah, no, yeah, not to get too into the woods on the Old Testament. But, yeah, no, there's a lot of uh, potential conflict there that doesn't immediately involve red blades and, and blue and green blades. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe the end is a, a lightsaber igniting. Oh, the there's, there you go. Yeah. Final shot. We'll, we'll see in 10 years when this film comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're talking about three films, too, of like in the earliest that one can come out is two years from now. That's so. crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's we crazy. still got one more film to talk about, yes, and then we'll dive do. into some of the television show stuff. So um, this one's a little bit harder to talk about, mm-hmm. um, because I'm just going to say this blatantly. In uh, the Mandalorian section mm-hmm. of the panel, they showed us a scene from the next episode of Mandalorian. Right. And um, it's, a, lot of, a lot of things are coming together. I'm not going to say a single other thing yeah. about it, but a lot of things are coming together. So that when at the end of the panel they announced that Dave Filoni is doing this film, yeah, um, it, it's making sense that the Mandoverse—it's it, making a lot of sense of how to look at the Mandoverse shows, yes, like the Mandalorian, Skeleton Crew, Ahsoka—that they're going to have their little arcs, but mm-hmm. the big showdown mm-hmm. with the New Republic Order and. Well, he he's in the public Ahsoka trailer. So yeah. Thrawn. Thrawn. Uh Thrawn Thrawn's remnant versus the New Republic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Knowing that that story is gonna be Filoni's in cinemas yeah. movie, I think has gotta affect the way that we look at the scope of the television shows and, and how far we expect the storytelling to go in sort of each season. Yeah. Uh yeah, throwing uh yeah, Book of Boba Fett in there as well, right? And you've got um, th- this this is long moved past the lone wolf and cub stuff mm-hmm. uh, we talked about, uh, and and I understand some people might just want Mando to stick stick like that, but we're very clearly going to some giant things here. I, I'm I'm struggling too on what to yeah. actually yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The clip that uh, they were the, the the about seven minute clip they showed. Uh, only the, I'll, I'll, no details. There's just one thing that made Alex Damon stand up and applaud. So you know, <laughs> it, it's it's exciting, um, and all that makes it all of it makes sense. Yeah, and that whether or not this started with John Favreau going, "Hey, I'd like to write a Boba Fett story." Oh, we can do. Oh, we'll, we'll call it the Mandalorian. Even, but it was addressed in the panel today. I think we've heard this before. We'd even kind of confirming that John said, "Cool," and they don't take their helmets off. And Dave has to say, "Well, actually, they do." So let's use that. But let's to make that a gift. That yeah. And let's make it a gift. And and it's spinning out into something so big and, and, and wonderful for this era, this this early New Republic era. I'm I'm more excited about that than I would have thought. I, I, I yeah, I'm more excited than I, I would have yeah, thought. Me too. Me too. And I it's it's nice to know just a little bit of the uh shape of things to come. Yes. So like we're gonna start talking about Ahsoka yes. here now. Um but like Ahsoka, everybody's kind of got the vibe of like, oh, well, um, it looks like she's maybe going to face Thrawn. Yeah. Now we can kind of go like, yeah, she's not going to finish Thrawn. 
Yes. Because he seems like he's the big bad yeah. of this movie that's going to come out. Yes. Whenever. Whenever. Uh, it's a good question. Whenever. Whenever. So moving into Ahsoka, um, Filoni gave a real, real nice um, compliment, uh, or Favreau gave a real nice compliment to Filoni. Yes. It, which I think is worth mentioning because I think it comes up in Star Wars conversations a lot. It, things like it have been said, but Favreau made it so clear. Of like, here's the deal. Lucasfilm invites people to come in with fresh ideas in their personality and their genre and the thing they want to do. And the person they always talk to is Dave Filoni. And uh, Favreau said, Filoni never squashes the person's idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They say, you got something. Filoni says, you got something new? How can we make sure that it yeah. works within the thematic moral guardrails set yeah. up by Lucas? Yeah. And some of that is going to come down to like, oh, actually, they don't take their helmets off. Or yeah. actually, that person <laughs> died 20 years died, ago. Died. You, can't, uh, <laughs> you can't really do that or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so clearly, some of it's just the nerdy timeline stuff. But it, it the mm-hmm. way that Favreau said it was much more about like, Mm-hmm. Filoni is is being a sort of a guardian of the balance of the new and old in Star Wars and basically saying creators come at me with the wildest newest idea you have and the answer is never going to be no the answer is going to be how yeah. how do we make that and still respect what has come before yeah I thought it was a it was a great compliment and and, and you know the man of the cowboy hat who added like a duster or something this time <laughs> out. um you know, this is what I think I've always appreciated about him. I think there's a there can be a cult of Dave around him that he didn't ask for, but it's kind of put there on them. So sometimes, uh, you know, I, over the years, you know, some of the the the, 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 the punditry around Dave and 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 give give him everything has rubbed me a little mm-hmm. wrong. Uh, but I love the way Favreau talked about it because I think it's it's in line with not only what I think we've seen of of Dave and his content, but in line of what I've would want to hear. Of, yeah. of, it doesn't have to be with what, it, with what I want to hear only, but just that no ideas off the table. We find a make a way to make it work and not necessarily just the canon and the weed stuff, but like how, what is it telling the star Wars story? Yeah. And Dave's always had an understand, understanding of that clearly, clearly. And it continues uh, that, that, that gives me a lot of confidence. And even if I do have an idea or an episode or a character that I'm not sure of that it, it, it not that it's just gone through the Dave car wash, <laughs> but just that they, this is why I celebrate this era so much. It's why I get so excited about this era, the, the Disney era, and I'll defend it. And not that the, again, the corporation doesn't need my defense, but star Wars itself is, 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 it knows what it wants to do. It knows the story it's telling that's in line with what hit the screens in 77. I really believe that. And I love that little section. I'm glad you highlighted it. Yeah, it was it was just powerful, and I think it really tied to. It made a lot of sense that Favreau take, took the time to say that yeah. once the announcements of the three films came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Uh, so, Sam, let's talk a little bit about uh, Soka. Uh, this trailer was made public. Uh, well, I think probably some of the people listening have poured through the trailer more carefully than we have. We've yes. had time to watch it once <laughs> Yeah, in the screening. Obviously, some super exciting stuff. Confirmation that uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is playing Hera. Mm-hmm. Um, no casting on Jason Sindula, we will say. <laughs> nothing yet, nothing yet. Yeah, we haven't found it yet. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe Grogu's babysitting him. Uh, we, we will find out. We will find out. Maybe he's a Mandalorian too now, Jason Sindula. Uh, just to run down some of the news, they revealed, of course, August uh, 2023 is mm-hmm. the release for Ahsoka. Um, everything else in here is just kind of notes of stuff I want to talk about. But let's start here, Ken. Yeah. Um, the there's that line of dialogue where Ahsoka directly just says, uh, "Heir to the Empire." Yes. How, how did you feel about that? About that in combination with the revelation that Filoni is directing a movie 
Do you feel like uh, between that just direct phrase, heir to the empire, uh, with the confirmation of a big new republic versus imperial remnant, how are you feeling? I am. <laughs> I am. I'm not mixed. I'm excited. I've been on record as I love heir to the empire, the heir to the empire trilogy. Uh, I'm very thankful to Tim- Timothy Zahn for continuing Star Wars when it was close to being gone. Really was. Uh, over the years, those have not been my favorite stories. This is not a direct adaptation. But I, I find myself oddly mixed at like, okay, <laughs> they are just doing it in a way. Uh, but what I liked about it, and, and to say that Dave with Ahsoka or even the movie that he's going to do is taking legends and combining it with new canon, there's a spirit to that. He didn't exactly say that, but there was a line. I, I didn't write it all down there, but like, He's always been a fan of that. And yeah. he's always been respectful of that, maybe even more than me. And <laughs> and that what is what what I got from him is this is an era ripe for storytelling. Uh, it's not just a new republic putting logos on things and finding out how to do mm-hmm. what they want to do as, as a government. It, 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 without a doubt, it makes sense. The empire is only five years old. Uh, in terms of it's being quote unquote gone, this there be remnants. It all makes sense. The contingency plan, all the Palpatine stuff makes sense. To put it all together and to have it unified behind perhaps one leader uh, makes a ton of sense. I'm more excited for that than I, I would have thought. Uh, we'll, uh, and we'll see. And here's the thing. Here's going back to what I'm saying, these nice things about Dave. Some of the stuff I personally over the years have not liked as, as much of the, with, about the Heir of the Empire trilogy. Uh, not that it'll be washed away, but everything will be in line with the Star Wars of 77 to me. Yeah. I think – oh, go, go ahead. Yeah, no, and I just think those books at times weren't. I, I mean, I think – I will speak simply for my own personal opinion, as I have in the past. I have not read that trilogy uh, since I, I was a wee child in North yeah. Minneapolis, cuddled up by my heater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my space heater in my bedroom. Yeah. Um, and so one of my first reactions coming out of this panel was Ray Skywalker's back. Yeah. Damn, I need to reread those books. Uh, so I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to reread mm-hmm. those books. But for my personal taste, some of the things like – Obi-Wan Kenobi not, no longer being right. able to communicate with Luke. The Yasalmiri yeah. uh, being this sort of like, I, to me, they struck me as a kid that like, hey, if Superman gets too powerful, yeah, throw some kryptonite at him and then you just kind of have, don't have to yeah. deal with his powers. And I have personally always really bumped. Mm-hmm. I need to reread those books and, and see how I feel yeah. now. And, yeah. and with full respect to people that they that's that's their entry to Star Wars, they love it. No disrespect totally. to you talking about my personal opinions. But I feel like maybe some of those sharp corners of that the part of the story that we reacted poorly to yeah. will be interpreted. And those, yeah. So maybe some of those sharp corners will be sort of rounded off and the heart of it that people love so much yeah. will be present. Yeah, I think and I, I, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And, and the Ahsoka trailer... Just the fact that there's people with red blades running around, yeah. you know, those kind of things, it, it, it gets me, it gets me excited that there's a big scope for this and, and that they know what they're doing. They know what they want to do. Even going back to London 2016 was when they announced Thrawn was back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, there wasn't exactly the groundwork for the Mando yet. You know, that no. was, that was not probably in play, but the fact that we're able to, from that moment to now that it's all going to kind of sync up and be something bigger. Yeah. That's exciting as a fan. Yeah. And the, the, uh, yeah, the, the handling of Thrawn in Rebels, I think makes this exciting because I think Filoni has already demonstrated yeah. that he, he can, he can play in this era. 
uh, with that character, create new canon and, and still make it work and be exciting to the people who've always been a fan of that character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so the the Red Blade people, I'm not going to I'm not going to say Sith, whatever. Um, I yeah. was obviously it is uh, the search for Ezra. We got that shot of Sabine looking at a hologram. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, we've got confirmation that Hera is there. We got we had Sabine and uh, uh, Soka and Ezra on stage together. So it is the Rebels 2.0. But what that trailer revealed is that it seems to also be really putting some spotlight on Ahsoka as one of the last of a dead order. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She had a line of, you know, the, the Jedi fell so long ago, there aren't a lot of Jedi left. Yeah. Uh, that and the idea of uh, the presence of, I think what was exciting to me about Red Blade people is like, cool, there's <laughs> someone for, for uh, Ahsoka to fight. Awesome. Yeah, right? And yeah, Ezra, yeah, Ezra right, right, once he gets right. back in and swinging. But the idea of if one of the core reasons for the Jedi Order to exist is to be the balance that stops the dark side from consuming everything. Mm. Laura Santeca says, without the Jedi, there can be no balance. You know, Google George Lucas's great speech where he explains what the balance of yeah. the force means to him in the Clone Wars writing room of in nature, it's imbalanced. But then people who use the dark side want to take everything. Right. So if Ahsoka's hurting about the Jedi Order falling, about Anakin falling, uh, being disconnected and going, there are dark side users rising. And this is the most essential reason that the order existed because yeah. who else can stand against them? Yeah. The idea that the show is going to get into some of that Jedi philosophy was some of the most exciting to me. Yeah, yeah. It isn't just about a simple search for Ezra, huh? Yeah. It, it, it immediately, uh, I've been excited about the Soka series, but it, 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 it felt bigger to me. The trailer felt bigger to me. Yeah. And more, uh, more important, uh, which uh, I'm a huge fan of Rebels. So the search for Ezra and Rebels 2.0 is not a bad thing. He's answered that question of, is. Is this Rebels? Why is it called Ahsoka if it's just yes. Ahsoka yes. teaming up with the Rebels to get Ezra and continuing the story of Rebels? This yep. made it clear, like, this is Ahsoka's journey. She feels the responsibility mm-hmm. to be the Jedi. And obviously, I think at some point that will dovetail with the timeline of her encountering Luke, knowing that he's starting a school. All that is still left to be uh, determined. Uh, Ray Skywalker was my biggest yell. Mm-hmm. Second biggest yell. Yang, uh, who <laughs> was yeah was in in some footage, but this yeah. time he spoke. And I, I'm telling you, <laughs> as a fan of Doctor Who, that was David Tennant, David Tennant. Yeah. voicing Professor Yang. Uh, yeah, and I think having a kind of a, a, a response to to at least the way the trailer was cut mm-hmm. to Ahsoka saying there aren't many Jedi left, and Hu Yang's response, at least in the trailer, being like, "Well, let's see what we can do about that." Something along those yes. lines. Yes, yes, so, yes. Exciting. Exciting. No, no. Like I said, I, I'm really excited for it, and, and never wasn't. But to, to, to know that uh, it's not just a simple continuation; it has its own place in the, in the Star Wars story. Yeah, absolutely. Not surprising, but but welcome. Yeah, really great confirmation. Glad that that one's public. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are heading, getting closer to the end of the episode. We're going to try to keep this to just an hour, so yeah. it doesn't take us uh, 24 hours to upload. It. <laughs> I'm, I'm using hotel Wi-Fi, folks. So uh, let's get on to Acolyte then. Oh, um, man. Yeah, Acolyte was thrilling. Uh, the f- A lot of the information is public. The footage we saw is not, not public. public, so you should be careful about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a couple of the really great things, um, well, we, we had uh, uh, Leslie Hesland, H- Hedlund walk out with 
uh, uh, Yaga looking. Yeah. <laughs> I Republic Wookiee. People cheered. We learned that that Wookiee is called is a Jedi Master named Kelnoka, mm-hmm. played by uh, Eunice Suatomo, uh, Suatomo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Na- the name is challenging. Um, <laughs> I, I've, heard, I've listened to him correct everyone who's ever said his name. So I own <laughs> the fact that I don't know the exact correct way to say it. Uh, yeah. But that confirmation, uh, Leslie Headland j- said that she pitched this show to Kathleen Kennedy as the animated movie Frozen meets Kill Bill. <laughs> so good. That it's about the villain's perspective. Yeah. That it's loaded with Jedi. This isn't just yeah. we're going to watch Darksiders skulk around in mm-hmm. the darkness. Mm-hmm. She is taking full advantage of the, 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 the Jedi everywhere. Yeah. The, 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 all the cast announcements that were confirmed, mm-hmm. a lot of Jedi in there mm-hmm. from what they confirmed. She mm-hmm. talked about being really inspired by uh, Kurosawa, uh, the Shaw Brothers films. Mm-hmm. Um, she talked about being aware that there isn't in that timeline space for a huge galactic conflict. Right. So she really looked to the Star Wars tradition of conflict between a master and an apprentice, conflict mm-hmm. between a brother and a sister, yeah. uh, in that these are going to be big explosive conflicts, but they're going to be coming out of this really personal, and she said, spiritual place. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She said schools schools of thought versus a lone warrior, the wars of a spiritual nature. Um, this is about power and who is allowed to use it, which is that's interesting in a show that's supposedly from the villain's perspective. Yep. About who you're telling me I can't use this for that. Uh, very Star Warsy. She's such a Star Wars fanatic. We, we've we've known that. I've, re- I've been I've been so excited for the series and to finally get more information. Stuff even we can't talk about. We'll talk about the mm-hmm. vibes that that like, what we did see. I it looks it looks. So unique to Star Wars. It looked really good. Just it, it yeah. looked like I, we don't know how it was shot. Yeah, we don't know yeah. if she if this show shot on the volume or not, but it looked really great. Yeah. Uh, there was one species that you and I cheered for that mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, it was exciting. Mm-hmm, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say anything more about that. Yep. Uh, but I think the thing that I do feel comfortable saying about it uh, because they also talked about it in the actual presentation, which. Mm-hmm. Um, is that there are, I believe they mentioned by name, I didn't get the names, two fight choreographers. Yes, yeah, yeah. And they mentioned them like they were in a role like Nick, Nick Gillard. Yes. Not as like, eh, we're start shooting a Star Wars and we need, we we need gotta a get, fight, uh, so yeah, 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 uh, this yeah. person's going to help us with, yeah, the, with yeah. the pew, 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 there's going to be a couple lightsaber strikes. This was the, hey, this is what we're doing. Yeah. We need two fight coordinators who are auteurs yeah. of combat. The combat looked like this isn't thrown in on the sides to keep the star wars quota this looks like it was built out of um some of the samurai eastern uh, style combat and it looks like it's built to say hey if we have a bunch of jedi in their prime and then some people going dark we're gonna make you feel that yeah it looked Phenomenal. It, it yeah, I, I almost want to. I, I I won't get into the details. I'm sure, and I'm sure there's. We had some Jack Wagon behind us live streaming to his YouTube channel. It was kicked out of the press cord after the event, and it, so unfortunately, some of this stuff is out there. And, and if you want to look at it, I'll never judge you. But wait till you can get this and experience it the way it's supposed to be seen by Lucasfilm on on a, on a trailer or something like that. It, it was 
Uh, really some breathtaking footage. And I think they shot most of it in London. There might be some straight stagecraft sets out there. I don't want to turn this into a stagecraft, uh, a.k.a. the volume versus, you know, practical. I don't want to turn it into that fight. But there's 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 at times a big difference. We've seen Andor versus some of the stuff. And this this show, I can't. It, it just it had not looked like anything else I've seen in Star Wars, including down to the fight. You know, uh, no secret Carrie Amos is in it. Uh, we got to see some of the footage with her. It just it, it's like 1999 all over again. <laughs> Matrix, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon and Phantom Menace. Yeah. Take the fight from Phantom Menace, put those films together and you got you got kind of what we saw. And I, I don't want to say much more, but I've been waiting so much for this this show. I'm such a fan of everything Leslie Hedlund has said about Star Wars in any interview and. And man, just so far it's delivered. She was charming. She was funny. She was clear. She knew exactly what this show was. She knew how to communicate it with with yeah. style. The um, the actors yeah. all talked about how much training they did oh, and, yeah. and what it is to hold a lightsaber. Um, <laughs> did you see in in the panel itself, Daphne Keene? I forget the actor next to her, but they seem to have a lot of scenes together. Um, they were on the Star Wars live stage as we were walking out of there. Uh, they both started talking about the training, and they both did spin moves with their microphones yeah just just naturally i'm like oh they got this they got this yeah and i think that's what's thrilling to me is um i've loved a lot of uh, the combat that we've got in in recent Mm -hmm. star wars storytelling i think uh uh, uh, ahsoka uh versus the character's name i'm forgetting in in the mandalorian the jedi episode Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. L, 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 L something. Ellie. You know. Elsbeth. Elsbeth. Morgan Elsbeth. Morgan Elsbeth. There, we got it. We got there together. Ellie. You know when she fought Ellie. I think that fight is great. It's so stylized. I love Vader versus Kenobi. Oh, yeah. I just watched that again. Yeah. Yeah, part six in particular. But I just feel like it's been a while since that prequel level. We're going to have somebody like Nick Gillard who is not just. Mm-hmm. You know, coordinating one fight, but an odd tour. This mm-hmm. is going to be a, a big chunk of the point. It's well, not an, and we need to accomplish this. It's a, this is what we're doing today. Yeah. It, well, it's that thing that went around, you know, whether it's directly said from George and Otto, but just like the the prequels versus the original trilogy. You know, you have Alec Guinness and David Prowse and Bob Anderson walking around and, and, and Mark Hamill doing a lot of heavy lifting in Return of the Jedi, too. But the prequels are the Jedi at the at the top of their game kind of fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really got that vibe from here. Yeah. You yeah. really got the vibe. I mean, I, I have been dying for years to see some choreography that's mm-hmm. like the Phantom Menace where you pull yeah. the camera way back for a big chunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, there's no cuts. It's just those two actors yes. doing it that fast. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hold, on to your, hold on to your butts, kids. I, I, I think Acolyte's going to be a big win. I yep. think it's going to be a big win. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so we only have a, a few minutes left, and we've got a couple other things that I don't know how much we can talk about. Skeleton crew, yeah. um, we did get to see some footage. We did get some a big piece of clarity in that footage. Maybe yes. it's all over the internet. Everybody listening knows we want to be respectful. The, well, the, the, if the, if there's one reveal about Jude Law, it is out there. It is. Whether or not it was intended to or not, it is I, I think it's out there. Okay. He, he is supposedly a Jedi. Yep. Yeah. So the, there was a there was a Jedi confirmation. Um, but yeah. yeah, a force. We'll say we'll even we'll even a force use a force. And the answer was the Jedi is not given. How about yes. that? How about that? Yeah, there was there was some force use, and after the Kenobi <laughs> show in the in the great, you just using tricks with magnets. Yeah, I'm really hoping he actually is because yes. it's it's interesting storytelling. Yes. I also feel like 
I know there's been a lot of talk about Lor Santeca. I don't know that it's boxed in that Lor Santeca is oh, not a force user. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, I, I've been really that rumor got me excited. There's just something about it. It's still possible. Uh, still possible. Uh, but I'm completely open to being someone else. It would make almost uh, just as much sense. Um, yeah, and I know we can't talk. We want to keep some of the details out. I'll just. I'll just say this, it, you know, you hear it's a John Watts and Chris Ford had worked on this. Watts had, had soft pitched it to Kathleen Kennedy even before Disney Plus existed. And then while working with Favreau uh, in London on Spider-Man, kind of, I thought it was Favreau's like, want to come direct Mando? And he's like, oh, I got a better. Can I do this? <laughs> and can I do this show? And, and here we got the show. And, and, and talk about it being about kids. That doesn't mean it's just for kids. About kids. Uh, with that Amblin feel that I think Kathleen Kennedy knows a thing or two about. Yep. Uh, the trailer, without giving too much away, down to including a shot of a neighborhood at night that you would almost expect E.T. to walk out of. <laughs> it immediately set forth the 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 Amblin 80s kid venture. And I, I, and, and I, I think uh, so little is known about it. I, I'm, I, I'm even more intrigued and excited than I was. Yeah, I think that uh, without saying anything else qualitative about the uh, the bit of footage we saw, the it, the stakes felt like they were there. Yeah, it oh, felt like yeah, yeah. oh, these, these are kids, and this is not a cute like oh shucks, we <laughs> wandered down an alley and here's a meanie. It was really like the yeah, those kids are gonna die unless yeah. they get some help and yeah. and take their and have to face yeah face the challenges of being out there. Yeah, and exactly a lot of stuff that we talked about uh, recently they said it almost verbatim. This is about the wonder of stepping out of the galaxy mm-hmm. and the terror that it's even harder than you yeah. thought, which just goes to that Amblin entertainment Spielbergian mm-hmm. first steps into adulthood. Yeah. You encounter the wonder and you encounter the terror and mm-hmm. you need uh, mentors to guide you. And yeah. that this all is the heart of it. And still no real clue of how it might kind of tie into the Mandoverse. I, I, I personally don't think it's just like, yeah, it's in the New Republic era, so it's kind of under the Mandoverse banner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think there's uh, something more to be uh, yeah, revealed. I, I absolutely think so. And there, yeah. Anyway, I'll leave that alone. All right, we are <laughs> we are heading towards wrapping up. The, they, the panel did spend a bunch of time on Andor season two. We did get to see a um, not even trailer, but like kind of a highlight reel of a, a uh, vibe reel, yeah, a vibe reel of uh, blasters, emotional distress, and some yep. new outfits, like. Uh, yeah, yeah, Cassie's a, Yeah, I'll say this. So, Andor's still shooting. It's about halfway through the shoot. It's it's supposed to shoot till this August. And then Tony Gilroy um, said, that, "Yeah, you know, we go a year of post production, so we're looking well into 2024." He even kind of said, "I I guess we're on the same schedule." So, uh, August uh, 2024. I didn't see Kathleen Kennedy nod or shake her head. So, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. But yeah. Um, they spent a. I'll say they spent a lot of time. They had the, most of the cast out. Andy Circus was great. You got leading a, a, a one way out chance. Uh, there was a lot of cool stuff. Denise Gow was Denise Gow. hilarious. She was she was, she was great. Clearly, like a, a firecrack type personality of like, hey, if uh, if anybody just wants to leave me up here with a microphone, I got a million funny yeah, stories. She was great. You think of every actor being a maybe a card or a class clown. That's so far from the truth. You could tell which ones are just like I, I'm only comfortable if I'm on set playing another role. Kyle, Kyle Sol- Solar seemed okay, but. 
I don't think he would do a one-man monologue. She, she, in the best way possible, brought so much wonderful energy. To I will say, a, a, a longer part of the panel, the beginning, it was. we're all kind of waiting to get to the main event. She brought some energy to it. Yeah, but the stuff was great. The footage, the little, the little vibe trailer was, uh, it, you know, it's everything you expect. Yeah, and there's yeah. A, there's a, a Mothma line that that thrilled me. Yes, Mothma's in the uh, Soka Mo- trailer, isn't Mo- she? Mothma, we, we, you and I didn't even talk about that. We were so, it was so hard to get out of the convention hall today. I'll it just was say that truly frightening. It was truly traumatic. It, it was, was actually it was, like if somebody fell down, yeah. uh, trampled, many people would yeah. be injured. It yeah. was it was scary. Yeah, it was actually kind of concerned. So I, we were more focused on that. Uh, Mothma in the Ahsoka trailer is is, is really awesome. I really yeah, like that. It's Mothma in the New Republic yeah. era and that willingness yeah. to be like, yeah, yeah. okay, she's not Caroline Blackstone. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah. But the the power, the thr- this is how much news there was, folks. Yeah, they were just now getting to something that's huge, huge. Mothma in the New Republic era. We've been uh, so, I think, engaged with the New Republic storytelling in the Mandalorian, but both you and I wanting like, can we yeah. hear from Leia? Can we hear from yeah, yeah, Mothma? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. my personal belief is they're trying. Yeah, they yeah. they're they're having huge strides and huge success, and all we get to hear is grief, Karga complaint. <laughs> <laughs> we love grief. Yeah. And by the way, Carl Weathers didn't say anything other than one sentence as he left, and it and it and it owned the building. It so owned the, the building. He was absolutely in control. Um, and then so Mando, uh, th- th- there was uh, they played like we said the opening of next week's episode. Uh, they are gonna play for a lot of people next week's episode. Uh, Ken and I are not going to be able to make that. Um, it, but the last thing is basically the first thing we said on this episode. Yeah. If you've been having a hard time with uh, this season of Mandalorian, I, I think it's understandable. There are a lot of taste things. There are a lot of questions of where is this all going? That intro was basically like, eh, let, let's tie a lot of stuff together for you. Yeah, and, and Rick Famuyu was up there talking about this season was so much about cultures and 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 them coming together and the Mandalorians being at the center of that. Um, it all it all it all makes sense. Yeah, it all makes sense. And this not just about Mando this season, which is clearly has a wider scope, but Book of Boba Fett, Skeleton Crew, like you're mentioning. Rick, Rick name checked Book of Boba Fett of like yeah. these next two episodes. We're everything we've built in the first two seasons of Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. It's all coming together. Yes, big. It, it and and yeah. John John Favreau also ha- always has this. He always has this energy at the panels, like he's an uncle <laughs> who is giving you candy. <laughs> Too much candy, and he's just asking that you don't tell your parents. <laughs> he always is. has this energy really of like, we're going to show you guys these treats. Yeah. Come on, don't don't Stop tell telling. other people because there's some big stuff in this episode. Yeah, that's real exciting, but don't share it. Don't with share anyone. it. I mean, trust me, I want to. Um, but Rick said something too. Is really, right around the time you're talking about too when you name check book of both and everything of just like. Uh, you know, just kind of uh, talking about what they're doing, and and uh, oh my god, what did he say? I didn't write it down. I told her. Oh, he oh he, he even said somebody goes yeah, like what are we who or what are we even talking about with the title? What does the title the Mandalorian even even mean? Is something yeah. that we're, we're we're answering in a way, and, and I'm paraphrasing that end of it there. But I thought that was great because we've asked that. Who hasn't asked that? Yeah, who is the Mandalorian? Is it Grogu? Is it? It, it's Din, but like it's now beyond that. I feel like it, it's yeah. going to keep coming back to. And I know I've been banging this drum on episodes. Bang but it, go and get it on. It, it is the who is the mysterious lone lone gunman in mm-hmm. the first one. What does it mean to be a Mandalorian? In that answer of that first episode of you can't bear the child to look up and see death. Yeah. The child's got to see salvation, mm-hmm. and that's the same question that's happening now. These these Mandalorians are coming together. They're getting more power. 
they're going to be a part of the galaxy again if they can survive. Mm-hmm. And who are they going to be? Are they going to be a terror? Are they going to be yeah. a scourge? Yeah. Or are th- or is the Mandalorian culture going to be somebody who, like they did in the episode on Navarro, somebody looks up and says, yeah, we're saved. The Mandalorians are here. Yes. And, and this idea, to me, it even goes back to stuff raised in the Clone Wars and, and Satine. And, and you could finally, you know, if we were ever to be on the same page as a culture, we'd be a pretty powerful force, not in, not in a power grabbing, but we'd be an influential culture and world in this galaxy. Yeah. And that, that could be salvation to people or it could be death to people. And what you, <laughs> your relationship to that idea or what they might be is what might drive you. So big things coming. Big things coming. Big Very exciting. All right. Uh, I think we should wrap up so yeah. we can see how long this takes. Let me check my batteries. Yeah, I think I think I think <laughs> I think the batteries are holding steady. Okay, we cracked an hour. Yeah. In in conclusion, I will say, Professor Yang, <laughs> Mon Mothman: The New Republic Era, Jedi Master Ray <laughs> Skywalker is back. Those are the things that are putting a bounce in my step. Yeah. And the new Cloud Car Pilot action figure I got, but <laughs> which is great, Ken. To wrap it up for us, yeah. Uh, what what are what are the things that are they're putting a bounce in your step? What have, out of all of this is making you just really I, excited for the future? I keep going towards uh, the acolyte. I keep going towards the scope of Ahsoka being more than I expected, which is maybe my fault, not theirs. Uh, the fact that we're going forward with movies, we do have an idea. They're pretty confident, and so confident that Daisy Ridley, an actor who does not need to come back to this. Who could easily stay, say that is in the past? Just said, "Oh, this is a story I want to continue." Some of her recent interviews talking about how proud she is of the story they did—the uh, seven, eight, nine story with Ray—the um, fact that she's like, "Oh, this is great to, to go forward." Uh, I'm really intrigued by that. Yeah, I'm excited. That is yeah. great. Well, that is our big look at the Lucasfilm panel. We will be uh, back tomorrow to discuss the Ahsoka panel. And then we'll be recording one more episode of From My Hotel Room <laughs> uh, to just kind of uh, see if there's any other news that drops. Uh, if there's no news on the Obi-Wan Kenobi panel, uh, we'll just try to describe in loving detail the hugs between Hayden and Ewan. There you go. There yeah. you go. Um, all right, folks. Thanks for listening. For those who are just finding us, we're on Twitter, Force Center Pod, Instagram, YouTube. We put one short up. We'll put some more shorts up. It's also when you're busy having fun, you forget to do posts and shorts, but we're going to do some of that too. Uh, follow us there. And uh, don't forget, if you want to uh, support us uh, directly, go to patreon.com slash Force Center. Get some merch, tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You know the rest. Follow me at Kadnapsuk, uh, Joseph at Joseph Scrimshaw. And uh, thanks to those who have taken time out of their busy celebration to say hello already. It means a lot. And uh, this is only Friday. More days to come. More days to come. So that's it for this week or this day, this episode of Force Center. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skidt af alle de der podcasts, der forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel. 